Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Welcome to Travel First with Chris Coleman and Alex First. Welcome along to Travel First. My name is Alex First and we are going to do a little bit of an overnight trip and joining me as usual, Chris Coleman. G'day, Chris. Greetings to you, Alex. Today we're off to a place that is very convenient for residents of your city of Melbourne. Absolutely. Nestled between Portsea and Blair Gowrie on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula is Sorrento. Faces Port Phillip Bay to the north, Bass Strait to the south. And it's about oh, 100k, hour and a half from, from Melbourne. So Sorrento has one long shopping strip, about oh, three quarters of a kilometre in length, taking up both sides of Ocean Beach Road. And this is a really wide boulevard variety of shops and restaurants and cafes. Major landmark is the multi-storey Continental Hotel, which was built from limestone in the year 1875. Sorrento was the site of Victoria's first official European settlement, established by, do you say lieutenant or lieutenant? Depends on the service, depends on the country. Take your pick. Thank you. (laughs) Lieutenant Colonel David Collins in the year 1803. I thought there was an Australian way of saying this. Uh, There is, but it depends on which service you're in. Okay. Well, I haven't checked. You you can do that if you wish. Uh, Do you you really want to confuse people? No, I don't. Let's just move along. The main point of access to Sorrento's Ocean Beach is from the southern end of Ocean Beach Road, and the view looking down over the beach, absolutely special as Bruce McAvaney said. He's a, he's a fine man, Bruce. I used to work at Channel 7, so I knew him and thought he was a great guy. The coastline there consists of stretches of sandy beach which back on to sand dunes and rocky cliffs. My wife and I and our then 23-year-old daughter and her then 27-year-old boyfriend, both have had birthdays since, spent a little over 24 hours in Sorrento over a weekend and the place was buzzing and especially over the summer period, it does just that. We overnighted on the Saturday before Australia Day. The number of people holidaying there surprised us. Everyone seemed to be in really great spirits. If the smiles on their faces and good old-fashioned hospitality in cafes and restaurants was anything to go by, we stayed at the Cunha Apartments Sorrento. That's K-O-O-N-Y-A, which is a stone's throw from the Bay Beach. 35 privately owned apartments built by a developer of some somewhat 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Nine of those, all individually furnished with high quality fixtures and self-contained kitchens are leased out. So nine of the 35. There are six two bedroom apartments that sleep between four and five people, three three bedroom units that sleep between six and eight. Now that's great, you can sort of take along your friends. Mary Ann 
Brazachio. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. B R A S A C H I O. Marianne Brazachio owns one of the three bedders and manages an owner's cooperative at the Cunha Apartment Sorrento. We stayed in a two bedroom unit, extremely comfortable, just like a very nice home away from home, which is, I suppose, what you want when you want a weekender, when you want to get away. Importantly, I mean, I don't know whether you count on this, but I do. I, I look at the cutlery and crockery when I go and stay somewhere because... Oh, yeah, there's nothing worse, or there, well, there is, but, you know, it's one of the, the, the worst things you can find. You get to a hotel and and you find there's there's a smear on the knife or worse, lipstick on a glass or on a coffee cup. Absolutely. It drives you nuts and you just, uh, I know, you feel a bit creeped out by it. And so I looked at the cutlery and crockery. It sparkled. In fact, it looked brand new. The bird brand is not necessary. It looked new, hmm. right? Tautology. Clearly, the owners had taken a great deal of trouble to ensure the place was in tip-top condition. Again, we can get rid of the word tip, so in top condition. Guests also have access Does to... Does that mean it's only top bread, not tip-top bread? Exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they could have called it top bread, but with marketing these days, you never know. And tip-top bread has been around for probably longer than you and I have been alive. And, and, say, and saying something's in tip condition really doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't. You're right. Stick and with the convention. Correct. <laughs> Except that when you're describe, when you're using describing words or adjectives, do you need tip-top condition or do you can you get away with top condition? I reckon the latter. I reckon tip-top's actually saying it's better than top. Is it's that right? Over the top. Ah. So <laughs> it's what about very top condition? <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> it's in extreme condition. It's like being it's... almost unique. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Hang hang on. Am I not almost unique? (laughs) No, you're either unique or you're not. I know that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just having a lend. Am I allowed to have a lend? Right. Guests also have access to an indoor heated spa and swimming pool at the Cunha Apartments Sorrento. Subject to availability, the nine Cunha Apartments are available for a minimum two-night stay, excluding the peak period. Now, the peak period goes from... 26th of December, so Boxing Day, to the 31st of January. At that time, guests are asked to book for a minimum of seven nights, and that's when the place is really jumping. It's jumping most of the time during the summer period, but that's when it's extra, extra busy. A midweek two-night stay in the low season, and that's between April and October, costs $390 in a two-bedroom apartment, $500 in a three-bedroom unit. Now, you think about that. So low season... 500 bucks sleeps eight people. I reckon that's pretty good value. Mm-hmm. I mean, two night stays. So during peak season, seven nights in a two bedder is 2,950 bucks, 3,750 in a three bedder. That's during peak time. So you can, you can obviously see significant difference between peak and off peak. When we arrived in Sorrento, we had lunch on Ocean Beach Road at a place called Claret & Co. by Three Palms. That's open for lunch and dinner seven days a week over summer. For the rest of the week, or rest of the year rather, you can have dinner at Three Palms from Wednesday to Sunday and it's open on weekends for lunch. The restaurant used to be a la carte, now operates tapas style, serving Spanish and Latin American cuisine. So that's quite exotic, isn't it? Mm. You can have... Is tapas still a thing? Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, what, you're not a tapas man? Oh, I, I just remember, you know, tapas, late 80s, early 90s, everywhere was doing tapas, and then it sort of disappeared. I didn't know it was still a thing. So you, you just need to go to places like this that are special. I obviously need to go to Sorrento, apparently. Exactly. exactly. Claret and Co. buy three palms. So you can have oysters for, well, from $3.50. Small dishes such as mixed olives in raspberry vinegar with croutons and spiced nuts or goat pecorino. Is that how it's pronounced? P-E-C-O-R-I-N-O. Pecorino. Yeah, goat t- pecorino. T- just, just pick a pronunciation and stick with it. And as long as you're Thank consistent, you all is good. Okay, so well, mixed olives and raspberry vinegar with croutons sounds pretty good, and spiced nuts or goat pecorino and shadows of blue with fig jam and crisps. You're talking about dishes that no, oh, twelve bucks up to fifteen fifty. More substantial meals, including pan-seared scallops with prosciutto crisps and horseradish yogurt, meatballs with spiced tomato and white anchovy, or Penang spiced chicken ribs with smoky mayo, all of those more substantial meals between 14 and $19. So that's quite reasonable. Don't forget dessert. Bake churros with, now I'm not sure whether I'm going to get this even close to correct, Ibarra chocolate dipping sauce or violet panna cotta with white chocolate and caramel honey sauce. Are you not hungry now? I'm always hungry. Oh, okay. Yeah. And these dessert treats from 12.50 to 14 bucks for, you've got, sort of something called affogato vanilla ice cream espresso and frangelico wow yum so on sundays three palms has a dim sum menu dishes from seven to eighteen dollars the period home where it's located built in 1901 remained a house there until about 25 years ago when it was turned into a gallery and tea rooms and later evolved into an eatery and local artwork is dotted around the walls. It's owned by James McPherson and Simon Manning. Claret & Co. by Three Palms seats 40 people, casual, friendly, laid-back attitude with super-efficient staff. Really, really nice. A very pleasant place. Now, while we... Well, while there, we, we actually got chatting in, in this restaurant with a documentary photographer from New, New Zealand now based in Victoria whose work is inspired by humanity and the environment. And his name is Ben Knight. And a number of his landscape pictures, all of them wall pieces, featured in an exhibition at the Antipodes Bookshop. I like that name for a bookshop. Anyway, the Antipodes Bookshop and Gallery at 138 Ocean Beach Road. Worth checking out. Doesn't matter whether it's Ben Knight's pictures or any others, but it's a nice little little bookshop and gallery. What I love about the special photographs that uh, Ben Knight takes, about half of each shot's been taken underwater with remarkable clarity and the other half above ground. I've not seen anything quite like it. So you can imagine a 50-50 photo. Quite beautiful. Really quite a special technique. I love people who are creative because <laughs> I'm not all that creative. Mm. I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't draw well. I, you know, I don't sing in the shower as beautifully as you do because, you know, we've, we've called on you to sing a few bars before and, and you've taken up the challenge. No, I, wish, you? I wish you would. I wish you wouldn't. I wish you'd stop. No, it's good. Obviously, some people enjoy, you know, cat scratching sort of um, <laughs> dust. I was going to say in, in classrooms, imagine cat scratching. That's what I sound like. No, you're, you're very much the opera singer, aren't you? Sure, let's go with that. Why not? Let's go with that. Why not? Well, so this documentary photographer, worth checking out, Ben Knight is his name, and the collection of Ben Knight pictures called Below and Beyond, 
uh, as I say, was showing at the time at the Antipodes Bookshop and Gallery. Uh, and it, look, those pieces may have gone, but they were on sale for between six hundred and twelve hundred dollars a piece, and you know they would have made they would have made for some you know, beautiful sort of hangings on the walls in 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 homes. Some of them were pretty special. And if you want to learn more about Ben, you can go to his website. And his website this is an unusual one triple w dot storiesinboxes dot com. Okay. Why not storiesinboxes dot com? If you are after a coffee or pastries, maybe a delicious Italian flatbread, which goes by the name Piadina, then Estio Canteen, Estio being an old Spanish word meaning the feeling of summer, is just the ticket in Sorrento. Estio Canteen. Located also on Ocean Beach Road, it seats only eight people inside, but as many as 50 outside. And obviously, it's an outdoor-type venue during summer, so it all kind of makes sense. And on the premises is a replica of the original Sorrento tram. The Sorrento, of course, you know, we are known for our trams in Melbourne. And the Sorrento tram is a horse-drawn tram that used to run between 1892 and 1911. The tram is owned by Marlene Miller, who operates the antique and bric-a-brac store in town. Right? So it all, all kind of makes sense. I'd like to own a tram. You know, I'd like to own a plane as well, Chris. I want to put it in my backyard. <laughs> you need and... more money, my friend. I do, but wouldn't it be great to deck out? I think a tram, a train, a plane and an automobile decked out so you can actually live in it would be fantastic. I reckon that could really be a draw card if you wanted to open it up to other people to have a look at it as well, but it'd be a counterculture-type lifestyle. That, I mean, I don't know You'd why... need a decent block of land to fit a plane on it if you want to have living space. That's true, but, I mean, you don't have to have a modern plane. You could have one of the old ones, a Fokker Friendship, or you could have a... Yeah, but you you'd could... still need a decent amount of land to, to sit it on. How, how big is a Fokker Friendship? Know, it's got wings. It is, but it's little, isn't it, comparatively? Oh, but, no, I, I actually do want a big bigger plane. Bigger than a car. <laughs> Ever so slightly, yeah. I, I, I actually want a big one like a 727 or, you know, one of those... <laughs> See, so you'd need a bigger piece of land. Uh, Fokker, Fokker uh, Friendship F27, 25 metres long. Wingspan, 29 metres. That's not too bad. OK, a normal block would fit that, wouldn't it? Yeah, not a lot of living space. No, probably not. Uh, you'd be like you know, a genie in a lamp. <laughs> you know, what, what you about, need a living space. Yeah, yeah. what about the um, those planes? What are they, were they called? They looked sleek and they didn't last long. The, um, they flew long distances, and ah, they were all the rage, but they were too expensive. Oh, Chris, help me out the, here. I'm the Concorde? Sorry. Yeah, the Concorde. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, I, lo I love it when you have, have brain fade. I really oh, do. Thank, thank you. But, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have a Concorde decked out? I, I just think... <laughs> that it... <laughs> no, why not? You're a very what? strange man. All of these things came to mind when I was looking at the Sorrento tram. Okay, all right. All these... Oh, I mean, the problem is it's horse-drawn, and, I mean, you know, I don't think there's too many horses around that want to draw a tram anymore. So, didn't anyway... Know horses, didn't know horses could draw. Where would they hold the pencil? <laughs> well, hang on. Gorillas can draw. Why can't... Yeah, but gorillas have opposable thumbs. Horses have hooves. Talk about Sorrento. We're being silly. Talk about Sorrento. No, but they can... I mean, Talk they about can... Sorrento. <laughs> you're, you're, being, you're being bombastic now. This tram owned by Marlene Miller... Well, I mean, it's a, it's a draw card at the Estillo Canteen, and it, that's open between 8.30 in the morning, 5.30 at night, roasts its own coffee, 
six different types, including Colombian and a few blends from Brazil, Uganda and Ethiopia, along with decaf and espresso. So cuppa, well, it costs between three and five bucks. How much does a cup of coffee in, in Canberra cost? Oh, it can be anything from $3.50 to about $9. Depends on where you go and what size you're talking. There you go. So the Estio Canteen is cheap. Three to five bucks. Good coffee. Check it out. Owned by Simon Manning. Marks two years of... Well, it's, it's now been going because we went to Sorrento some time ago. It, it's sort of moving on to its third year now. It can serve hundreds of people an hour. Mm-hmm. And during peak season, it's six staff run off their feet making between, get this, 2,000 and 2,500 coffees a day. That's not bad. It's a lot of coffee. It is a lot of coffee. And incidentally, if you're keen to try a Piadina, which comes with fillings such as prosciutto to parma, tomato, rocket, and mozzarella to name but one mouth-watering creation, that a Piadina will cost you between 8 and $9.50. So it's a great, great something to sort of mouth down for lunch, shall we say. Really liked it. Another top place in town for a hearty breakfast or lunch is Buckley's Chance, again located on the main street in Sorrento, owned by and operated by Pam and Fred now, Dykegraaf, I think is how you pronounce their, their name. Pam and Fred Dykegraaf, it has a, it's a hive of activity. When we, when we visited, it was just chockers. They opened the place, which accommodates 100 people inside, as many as 70 extra outside in 1981. And as Sorrento was a historical precinct at the time, they named their place after William Buckley, hence Buckley's chance. It all kind of makes sense. That is Pam and Fred Dykegraaf. He, by the way, William Buckley, was an English convict who was transported to Australia, escaped, was given up for dead and lived with the Aborigines for 32 years. There you go. I've given you a history of William Buckley. And Buckley's Chance serves a hearty Australian breakfast for between 12 bucks and $22. You can chow down on granola with panna cotta and smashed avocado. I love the term smashed avocado. We invented it, did we not, the Aussies? I, I, I look. Why not? We, we we claim pavlova. Let's claim smashed avocados too. Yeah. Can can you can you Google who invented? <laughs> Come on, you got to be useful. Smashed avocado origins thereof. It's hard enough keeping you in line, let alone be doing I anything know. else. I know. I'm I'm wanting to distract you. So yeah, you can chow down on that in, at Buckley's Chance. Perhaps a, a layered potato stack with asparagus and lunch, which will set you back between ten and twenty five bucks can mean a steak sandwich, perhaps Asian-style Asian style calamari. How about the place's signature pancakes? I love a good pancake. Peak season from Christmas through until Australia Day and weekends until Easter. And during this time, Buckley's Chance can boast a staff of up to 20 to serve as many as, I say, 170 people, including 100 of them inside. And one thing I can say with certainty is that a little over 24 hours in Sorrento is not anywhere near enough time spent there. That's all we had. And while we received a taste of the place, relaxed and and had a lot of fun, uh, I reckon a week there to chill, taking the ambiance, would be seven days extremely well spent. We had a wonderful time in Sorrento, a lovely part of Victoria, as I say, located only an hour, an hour and a half's drive, probably an hour and a half, from the heart of the city, nestled between Portsea and Blairgowrie. There are a couple of other places definitely worth checking out. We actually went to see a show while we were in Sorrento, but it's no longer there, so I won't talk about that. But it was a great show. It was a, they, they put up a Spiegel tent. Oh, and, nice. Uh, it was really good. And, in fact, they are probably going to do – I hope they do it again this year because it was a brilliant show, as good as anything I had seen. And, you know, 
fair, great feats of uh, endurance and strength and dexterity and so on. That was what I had seen at the time in the Spiegel tent. Have you looked up what I asked you to look up? Oh, I've up? got all sorts of things, and we'll do those in a minute. We'll do those as the postscript. Uh, Sorrento. Is Sorrento... I remember in the, the 80s and early 90s, Sorrento used to be one of the places to go mm-hmm. and see in the new year. People would descend upon yes. Sorrento and Portsea uh, on New Year's Eve and, and, and party like there was no tomorrow. Is, is Sorrento still one of those places that's very hot uh, in, in tourist oh, terms yeah. around New Year? Absolutely. It's party town. It is the place to be seen. Look, a lot of people who are in a little bit of money buy a holiday home in places like Sorrento and Blairgowrie and Portsea. And oh, so you've got a, one then? Uh, no, you're going to buy that for me. That, but, but you realise you're not going to buy it for me right away because you've got to put the down payment on my my Concorde. You know, that that will take you. And, you know, because we're good mates for how many years now? You're too you know, many. I, I, yeah, I expect that, you know, it will be a decent down payment, won't it, Chris? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're so genuine. Sure. Such sure. a bloke he is, folks. You know, you don't know him like I do. <laughs> yes. All right. According to The Guardian, five, this was from The Guardian in June 2015, five Australian food creations that took the world by storm. Uh, the flat white, of course. Hang on, you're not sounding excitable enough. Come on, be enthusiastic. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being factful at the moment. The, the, oh, the, 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 the flat white, which is of course now, now joined up uh, uh, in in the coffee culture across America, as America finally. And apologies to our American friends, but as you finally get the hang of decent coffee, the flat white is something that you need to explore further. Uh, the sticky date pudding, which is of mm-hmm. course the Australian variant of the uh, the toffee pudding, uh, but. The dates are more prominent in it. Corn fritters, which I wouldn't have said was an Australian no. thing. But How accurate is this, this sort of uh, The Guardian? Well, well, if anyone wishes to complain, get in touch with The Guardian and, and find out. No, I'll, 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 hang on, I'll even give you the, the, author, the author's name. Cara uh, okay. Ka- Waters and her Food and Drink Australia food blog in The Guardian from last year. Okay. Uh, corn fritters, lamingtons. I don't think anyone can argue about the lamington. I uh, didn't the New Zealanders claim it the Kiwis at some no, point? No, no, they've claimed they've claimed no, the, they the, the, the pav. pav. Yeah. Sorry, my, my mistake. Yes, the pav. Okay, yep. The, the, the Lamington is is Australian, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, and in there also is smashed avocado on toast. You know, it's just hoot cuisine. It takes hours and hours to prepare. Obviously. Exactly. See, I, but I just like the name. I, I was kind of alarmed when I first heard it. I, you know, smashed avocado. Good golly. I um I recently had a had a bit of a stint in hospital. Now mm. you know how I'm particular about my food, Chris. Yes. Did they did you get smashed avocado every morning in in, in hospital? I I got something very similar. Now <laughs> pureed, av- pureed avocado on a crisp bread. <laughs> no, no, I I like my sourdough bread with grains in it. Right, so this <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I'm without- so thankful my daughter wasn't your nurse. She would have smothered you with a pillow. <laughs> You'd be got... like the chief in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I got some beautiful, beautiful nurses looking after me. But when I sort of entered the hospital, I'd spoken to them about my food taste. No oil, no butter, no fat, no salt, no sugar, you know, all of that sort of stuff. No pepper. And my wife says no taste. But that's not true. You just wait. Anyway... So they said, oh, yeah, no problems. We'll be able to cater for you. Well, I got there and I'd taken my own cereal with me and 
in my own milk. Uh, anyway, I'd done that, and then the people from the kitchen saw me and said, "No, we can't. We can't accommodate, uh, but we can." And one of the kitchen staff went out after work. I thought this was extraordinary by herself, and she went to the market to buy me produce that I could eat for my stay. Wasn't that nice? That is nice. No, seriously. And I, I, I yes, I, I did write a personal letter to the hospital to thank them for what they did just before people don't think they, they shouldn't think I'm not being grateful. Anyway, the point of all of this was that they, they got some magnificent bread. I'll, I'll actually name it when I, I'll, I'll bring the packet and I'll name it on a future so, so, episode. So it wasn't tip top. No, no, <laughs> nothing wrong with tip top for, for most people, but yes, it's probably not my first choice. Uh, sorry folks. Anyway, having said, you're going to get me to such trouble. So, they, that, that, that is that is indeed my long-term plan. Yeah, good man. So anyway, I, I got this great bread, this grain bread, sourdough grain bread, and I said, all right, what I'd like for breakfast every morning is a couple of slices, open slices, and I want you to get a fresh banana, a little bit brown, and I want you to smash the banana onto the bread when it's still hot and comes out of the toaster so it sort of melts into the bread, nothing else on it, but... And, let me tell you, I ate that with skinny milk, and it was fantastic. Please, Absolute... please tell me someone said to you, you do realise this is a, a hospital, Mr First, not a hotel. No, 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 no. I was thinking I was in faulty towers. Basil, faulty had come over. Mahogany, teak, rosewood. What would you like your breakfast tray made from, Mr First? Exactly, and that was just glorious. And then, of course, I got sultanas without... We, you get sultanas with and without oil. So I, of course, have it without oil. And, you know, you put a few sultanas on it. Oh, it is so Moorish. Oh, lovely. So that reminded me of smashed avocado. It's a long story, but we got to the end of it. We did. We did. I, 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 at some stage, I'll tell you that some of the things I'm doing with avocados. I'm putting them in smoothies. Really? Did, yeah. but, hang on. So what, what else do you put in there apart from... Avocado. Uh, let's see. Avocado. So, 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 depending on the size of the avocado, if it's a small one, uh, and there, there are some supermarkets now that are selling bags of small avocados, which are great because you can put a small avocado into into a smoothie or, or half a larger one. Leave the stone in the half you're not using, and it won't go brown as fast. Uh, so, so, but say avocado to 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 your taste. Uh, then something like blueberries or strawberries. Or uh, if you've got them, some cherries. Cherries are really good. Morello really? cherries are great. The yeah. combination does. I mean, it immediately strikes me as a little bit odd. Yeah, but... I got a, I got a recipe book with with my new with my new you know, blender thing, and it had these a couple of avocado recipes in there, and I've been playing around with them. But yeah, uh, a, 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 a teaspoon of cocoa, uh, right. and potentially a banana if you've got a banana. You make it with. Uh, you can make it with milk if you like. I've been making them with with almond milk or cashew milk. Uh, or there's there's one other one rice milk or oat milk, um, and yeah they're yummy they're really delish. Wow! Oh, and yeah. tell me because I mean all of the rest of these ingredients sound absolutely scrumptious to me. I, I think it's brilliant. But how do you? What does the avocado do? What does it take the edge off something? Or it, it, what, it gives it a really nice creamy texture. Oh okay. Mm. Oh that sounds great. So, see even for my health food palate that sounds brilliant. Anyway we've been talking about Sorrento. We Please have. go and visit the place. It is great. I would be, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, by the way, uh, I, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but we're talking about this at the start of October. I'd be well and truly making bookings for the summer if you can get into various places. I'd be making those bookings right now. And you know, do consider the Cunha Apartments because it was a really nice stay. And I've given you some 
recipes in terms of places to sort of see and do and check out. So I reckon you should, you should have a wonderful time like I did. Lieutenant or Lieutenant. In the Australian Army or Air Force, it is Lieutenant. In the Australian Navy, it is Lieutenant. And if you're talking to Americans, it's Lieutenant. Uh, I, I now feel like a complete individual. We will catch you next time we talk about another place on Travel First. You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.